Hey, it's Chris Jones with The Jones Zone, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Jones Zone at Keller Williams Realty. That's right. We sponsor our own podcast. So if you know of anybody looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte, Rock Hill, Fort Mill area, have them connect with us on their favorite platform. Enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Count me down. All right, from five or three? Three. All right, three, two, one. Hit it, Chris. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. How's your day, Brian? It's good, man. It's good. I've... I've been productive. Oh, yeah? What'd you do? Well, I mean, I like to think I was productive. I, I worked out this morning. I had a good lunch, healthy lunch. I'm on yeah. this whole workout and eating healthy kick, man. Okay, good for you, man. Yeah. I, you put a lot of ranch dressing on that salad, though. Uh, or was it, that blue cheese? No, it was ranch. It was uh, ranch, but it's healthier than fries and ranch. Because yeah. I'm going ranch either way. You yeah. gotta go ranch. I mean, I yeah. is it healthier than fingers and ranch? Because you kind of had you kind of hooked in there a little bit towards the end. What are you talking about? You had your finger in the. I did. All right, Stop all right, it. all right. I didn't have my forget finger it, in the ranch. It. What's the matter with you? Today we are joined by Brandon Hawk. He's an executive coach and a public speaker, and the founder of Brandon Hawk International. He works exclusively with CEOs who pay upwards of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to develop their capacity for more quality, productive, and fulfilling lives. Stole that from the website. Uh, Beyond his personal coaching, Brandon is the creator of several programs and products that develop uh, where people discover who they are and create the lives actually worth that they love living. Sorry, I'm stuttering. You're a stuttering. (laughs) He's the author of the book called I'm Calling BS, Debunking Seven Myths of Modern Life. And he gave a really cool TED Talk entitled Heart over hustle how you feel matters and listen to this hailed by one of his ceo clients as quote some sort of hybrid between tony robbins and martin luther king jr man wow. that's a good one brandon welcome to the jones zone man wow 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 thank you fellas it's good to I have like you that. i could listen to that a hybrid <laughs> a hybrid between tony robbins and martin luther king jr that's something else man that's a good one wow how much you pay that guy to say that, Brandon? <laughs> that, was, that, that one was a freebie. That, <laughs> yeah. that was a freebie. He, was, he actually paid me. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. So I gave kind of a brief introduction, but if you don't mind, take a minute or two and just kind of share some of your personal story and then a little bit of your pro- professional background and then how you got into doing all this coaching and stuff. Yeah, man. I, I grew up, I grew up uh, in a Clyde, Texas the big metropolis um, outside of Abilene. It's that big. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, at the age of 12, I was a uh, tennis prodigy. And that's my background. I was on the U.S. national team at the age of 14. Jeez. Um, traveled all over the world. Won around in the main draw of the U.S. Open by the time I was 17. That's outstanding. Uh, and... Yeah, I was a U.S. national champion playing internationally for uh, the U.S. Davis Cup team. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I had a dream. One day I was watching the 89 Wimbledon final with Boris Becker and Stefan Edberg, and 
you know, I was like, I can do that. And at the age of 20, I was able to play at Wimbledon. And, you know, it was pretty cool because I came from a town that was very small, definitely not the hub or mecca for tennis. And, you know, I was the, the product of a, a dad, a visionary dad that uh, could see, you know, my talent and things of that nature. And so, yeah, took 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 me on an unknown journey of playing tennis in a football world. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that when you say like Aberdeen, Texas, and Clyde, Texas, I'm I'm thinking that show Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, we're right in the we're right in the middle of uh, my mom actually Odessa Permian, where that all happened. That's where she went to school. So, oh wow! So that? we're talking right in the heart of West Texas football, and so uh, I'll never forget. And this is just kind of a side note. Uh, I was. At, at an early age, I was like sponsored by Adidas and Wilson, and I, so I got all my clothes and rackets and everything for free. So I couldn't play high school sports and couldn't play high school tennis. And I'll never forget one of the one of the coaches said, "You know, this is kind of like I'm playing. I'm playing all over the world. I'm about to play in the U.S. Open." He says, "Isn't it a shame that Brandon just can't win us a?" A, a state title here in Clyde, you know. It, it, <laughs> he yeah. would have dominated sure high school tennis. He couldn't be a wide receiver on the football team. He sure would make a hell of a wide receiver. So that's, uh, he couldn't that's, play the other uh, sports either. What's that? You could, I could play basketball. Okay. Yeah, I played basketball, but uh, you, you can't play if you're sponsored. You can't play the same sport in UIL. So, but that was kind of the mindset. And I grew up in a. I grew up very performance based home. And, you know, uh, I'm really thankful for my tennis and I'm thankful for Wimbledon in so many ways, accomplishing that dream of playing in Wimbledon. Uh, it maybe not for the reasons you may think it, 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 it brought out, um, I, I got to learn, I got to learn something very early that the outside world does not fix your inside world. Yeah. And that just because you have this amazing goal, this external goal, and once you accomplish it, it doesn't mean that the things on the inside of you are fixed all of a sudden fixed because of it and i got to learn that very early that the outside does not fix the inside it actually brings up all the pain and at that moment at wimbledon i got to experience a lot of my emotional pain all the pain and all the emotional bypass and bypassing how i feel to produce that result and all the disconnection that it took between you know, myself and with my family. And I experienced all that in that moment. So it was a real awakening for me. Yeah. And now just for a frame of reference, so you're 20 at Wimbledon. How old are you now? You know, I'm 38. Okay. And so your experience at Wimbledon, did that kind of lead to your transition from professional athlete to life coach and, you know, Oh yeah. yeah. Can, can, can 100%. You, so can you break that down just a little bit more? I mean, was it like, training so hard for that you know the the 10,000 hour rule and all that sort of stuff yeah. that's kind of what made you feel that way right and then you had that awakening and then you transitioned pretty much right away did you quit sports after What's that? that did you quit sports after Wimbledon you know, you know I, I played for a couple of more years I had some injuries I played in US Open a couple more times I traveled played played and uh but my I was done at that moment I, I felt I, I felt done in my heart you know and I, I played a few more years but um I was I, I always did a lot of public speaking and so even even while I was playing tennis I did a lot of public speaking 
So I started a college, uh, a college service, uh, a Christian college service in Abilene, Texas. And I started drawing crowds of like 500 college kids every week to come hear me speak. And, and so I'm like, man, I've, I've got, uh, you know, I, I've, I've got a knack for this thing. And if you're drawing college students, surely you need to become a senior pastor, right? I hope you can hear the sarcasm. In yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, if you can draw people, surely you need to be a sage for people's life uh, that are much older than you. Uh, and <laughs> so I became, I became a senior pastor of a, of a young church. And man, it, we, it really started to grow and thrive. And um, I started to realize that that wasn't my full path, that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to lead leaders. So I created a school of transformation. And that was really my baby, and that was really uh, where a lot of my programs and products and even my curriculum, I take my high achievers through, is this the school of transformation that I was able to create. And really what that is, is just a, you know, it's just a, it was, it was a healing journey. It was a, a journey of how to live from the inside out rather than performing for all of my value, performing for all of my love. You know, I'm sure you guys have, uh, a lot of people that are even listening to this podcast, high achievers, people who are really doing some cool stuff on the planet. And the question is, why are you doing that? Yeah. And, and what's it for, right? Um, did you have any formal education on this? Did you go to college or did you have any sort of mental health, mental health training? Or is this something you all kind of, you just developed on your own and you wanted to implement it right away? I maybe had some mental health issues. I don't know if I had training. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, ever since I've been a little boy, I was an avid reader. Okay. And, you know, traveling all over the world at an early age, you have a lot of time to yourself. And so I've, I've just been super fascinated by people's lives. I started with biographies. And then at a very early age, I, I got into self-help books. And even beyond... Um, you know, my little bubble that I, my regional bubble that I grew up in, in Texas, you know, the Bible Belt, where I'm from. And I even expanded my reading beyond, um, yeah, just beyond my, my, my regional conditioning, right? Yeah, and yeah. so I started to read uh, everything I could get my hands on about personal development. And um, even, even, yeah. I have a pretty good memory, so if I can see it, I'm not very auditory, uh, but if I can see it, I usually can remember it. Is there so, a certain one that sticks out to you, whether it was a book or, or a person? I mean, is there a certain or a major influence that's impacted you? Oh, for sure. There's been a lot, you know. There's been a lot of influences in my life. I uh, And I want to challenge everybody in this. This is something that I've had. Uh, I don't know if it was something I was born with or it's been in my nature, but I've always been able to, to eat the meat and spit out the bones, right? And, and, and to really take in a lot of different information and the stuff that doesn't resonate, I just spit out the bones, but, but I'm able to not um, demonize it just because it has bones in it, right? I'm able to take the good parts that do resonate from a lot of different streams, and uh, I would challenge everyone to, to have that ability or to learn that ability to do that. A guy that, man, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer in Erroneous Zones, yeah. you know, I read that at a, at a very early age. Um, and so it definitely started my path of, of, of res 
personal empowerment, responsibility, even healing. Um, so Dr. Wayne Dyer is, uh, yeah, just my mom, my mom talks, talked about him a lot. He, she, he influenced her as well. And she's a, a clinical psychotherapist and she, she, she loved, she loved him. Yeah. It was a Christian pastor that, that his name's Bill Johnson. He's still, uh, he still has a, has a massive movement in Redding, California. And he had a book called when heaven invades earth. And it really just showed me that the power is within, right? It's not beyond us, but the power is inside of us that, um, yeah, have heaven you? or the kingdom or power or whatever your terminology is is inside of you, not beyond you. Right. And we put we put things off to the external or beyond us when it's really inside of us. Yeah. And so that was a big book for myself. Yeah. If anyone's interested in your curriculum, how does that work? Is this something that's online, or if someone wanted to break down kind of what you do and what your program looks like, if you don't mind. Yeah, you can go to youjourney.co. Okay. Youjourney.co. It's a 270-page workbook of uh, kind of all the processes. It's it's kind of a Frankenstein project. It's a but it's got everything in there, and um, it's 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 got all the the programs and the processes. And really, my process and why I'm so successful with these high achievers. I, we take on the bigger the visionary, the bigger the catalyst, the bigger than what people may call narcissistic personality, the better. Uh, <laughs> Chris? Stop. Well, I'm not the CEO anymore. No. So. so, yeah, I'm the CEO of this company, Brandon. Uh, yes. And going back to basketball, uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but we, had, Chris and I had a CEO shootout, three-point shootout. And Chris, okay. is, Chris is a sharpshooter. You know, he's got a wicked oh, jump wow. shot. I was the underdog, but... The, the the stars aligned and I was able to defeat him so yeah. in defeating him I became CEO of the, of the Jones Zone yeah the law of attraction wow. and all law of attraction you know I was like I'm, I was putting it out to the universe <laughs> I'm gonna be CEO I'm gonna be CEO and I was just wow you had your moment and you capitalized right? yeah, now I'm taking advantage of it yeah yeah I had to get it I had to pick up his dry cleaning earlier yeah. on the way here which oh, reminds me I got another load for you to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm interested. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm. I'm really interested in why you work with CEOs. I mean, obviously, everyone could use a little bit of personal development and kind of uh, discovery. But why is your ideal client or your program so beneficial towards the CEO population? It's because they have the um, CEOs or high achievers or. Um, guys that have really accomplished a lot, visionaries, great builders, they build these big worlds, but who gets left out of these worlds are themselves. And so I have a lot of experience about that. I built a big world of playing in the U.S. Open, playing in Wimbledon. My family, my world was a part of it. But who was getting left out was me and my heart. I was the one that was being bypassed. And so what happens through emotional bypass uh, especially for people who have built these worlds is they now can't feel their success. All they feel is the weight of the responsibility. Um, they feel all the pressure, but they don't feel the nurture of the success. And so now they have these massive worlds. They don't feel nurtured by it. They only feel pressure. They only feel responsibility. Now they feel taken from. And so what happens is they do one of two things. They either tear it down 
or they start to sabotage their life. Mm. And it's just a cry for help to say, hey, I, I, I want to be connected to what I'm building too. And what I've found out is, is myself included to all of these high achievers stay protected emotionally through their gift. People are enamored by their gift and that's how they stay protected through their gift or through their role. And um, yeah, but, but uh, they do stay emotionally protected, but those same walls that keep people out or, or keep people away are the same walls that keeps the love and nurture out that they really want. And so we, we have a deconstruction process so that they do not deconstruct their world on everyone el- themselves and everyone else. So we have a deconstruction and then a rebuild. Interesting. How, how is what you do different than um, a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist? I mean, is it more what, – what, what are some of the differences? Yeah, this, is, this is nothing built around behavior modification. So we, we, we are not about getting hung up on their behaviors or trying to modify their behaviors. You know, we, we go deep into the messy places. We call it the sliver. It's the sliver that they hide, and it's the messy parts of their life that, that – that, Nobody, you know, people know about, but they kind of let slide just because they're so special and gifted. And um, we go into those messy, messy places before those messes become, uh, you know, become a catastrophe, right? And so we're not afraid of their mess, and their mess is pretty intense. Most people around them um, aren't do not have a, a space to handle the intensity of how messy these individuals are. Yeah. And we provide a very safe place for their mess, which is just all the shit that's going on inside of them. You know? Yeah. I am great. I, for some reason I do have these great external gifts and God bless me with these, um, this amazing ability to create and build, but man, I'm just as messed up as you are and I'm scared and I don't know what to do with it. And the way it comes out with these individuals, we call it heat. It comes out with some pretty, uh, it comes out pretty hot and it comes out pretty intensely. Their, their wives usually can't handle it. Their, their coworkers can't handle it. And so we become that place that can really, uh, yeah, create a safe spot for them to handle themselves actually. Yeah. It's such an interesting concept because I mean, when you think about CEOs or celebrities or, like even as you're talking, you know, Robin Williams comes to mind. It's like these yeah. people that just they're doing such amazing things, but for some reason they're they're unfulfilled or they're broken inside and and sometimes they don't know it until it's too late or mm-hmm. what would be the first step if someone maybe they didn't want to commit to the coaching or they didn't want to commit to uh, uh the program or anything, but what are some general tips that you could give to someone who's just in a funk or feeling down or they're, they're struggling, man. What are some basic things that you tell people to do? Yeah, I think the biggest one, and it's called the you journey for a reason, is be willing to give to yourself what you're expecting from others. And can you give to you what you expect others to give you? In terms of like self-respect and stuff? or Yeah, affirmation, acknowledgement, uh, nurture, care, kindness, support. Uh, the question is how well do you support yourself like internally how kind are you to yourself how affirming are you to yourself or do you beat the shit out of yourself yeah yeah you know? do you do you push yourself externally and wonder why your heart's being left out right 
that that, that makes sense because you know I I, I I I go through some things like that where I, I'm really down on myself one week and then the next week I'm fine and then I just keep it's just I know what you mean it's tough it's tough so you definitely have to give yourself a you have to give yourself you know time to get over or time to you know get I guess go through it and and kind of mope I want to I don't want to say mope but you know take the 30 seconds to just kind of put yourself in that position and then try to get over it well there there is a there is the most loving thing that you can do for yourself and let's just even call it for the people watching the most productive thing because that's the language of the western world right productivity yeah. right? and the most productive thing that you can do for yourself is to accept yourself completely and to accept how you feel completely and what you're saying is, can you create a safe space of acceptance for how you feel rather than judge it or demonize it? Right. Yeah. Can you just say, no, I'm here. And, 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 and honestly, can you come through for you in that moment greater than anyone else on the planet? Like, can you create the safest, most protective, most kind, supportive environment for how you feel? So let's say you feel depressed. And I just feel depressed. I feel how well are you or how, how, what kind of job do you do for just accepting that part of you? You go, man, I'm just going to be here with you. However long it takes, I'm going to be here for you. I'm not going to bypass you. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to love you and I'm going to give you everything that you're needing in this moment. So what happens? We found out it takes about 90 seconds for that energy to flow through. For people that it never flows through, it's a lifetime of depression, right? Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it taints their whole life. But it's really an energy. It, emotion is energy in motion. And so I don't want to sound too woo-woo here for, for the group that we're talking about. But it, when I say emotion, it's just energy inside of yourself that's in motion. So there is an energy, let's say depression, right? Mm -hmm. It may be in your chest or in your stomach. Mm -hmm. That's just an energy and emotion that was disturbed that just wants to flow out. So how does someone like yourself, instead of hiding that and acting like it's not there and then really covering it up with how big their gift is or covering it up, we call it with manic action, overproduction. Because most of people that, that I come in contact with and people in y'all's world, I'm sure, that are builders, creators, entrepreneurs, they cover up how they feel with manic action. Yeah. Yeah. Really and really that's a discreation mechanism. They're actually tilling up their seed. It's not smart, right, to till up your seed. Manic action is a sabotage it's a, it's it, it is sabotaging what they really want. But what they're doing is they're covering up how they feel. And if, and what would happen if they didn't cover it up? They just accepted it in that moment and allowed that energy to do what it's wanting to do because what it's wanting to do is to spiral up and out. And then what if you were able to channel that energy into what you want? What if you were able to use the rage and the anger? You know, I know for me um, uh, and for most males, when we start to go inside, the first layer is, is surface frustration and anger or anger turned inward, which is depression. That was on Sopranos. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Melfi was saying that to Tony. She said anger turned or depression is anger turned inwards Turned inward that's right yeah. so what happens when we start to activate that 
we usually say, oh, that's wrong. That's bad. Oh, I don't want my kids or I don't want them to see me this way or I don't want people out in the public to see me this way. So I'm going to shut it all down, right? I'm going to act like it's not there. And then I go up, up, and I'm like, everything's okay. Everything's okay, but it's not. And then we find ways to medicate that, whether through food, whether through manic action, whether than overworking. There's a bunch of ways we try to suppress that. But it comes out. Yeah. And it comes, and and from my experience, it comes back. It comes back even more intense, and it comes out on the ones we love the most, okay? Who we want to get our love the most ends up getting our worst. Right. So that's what suppression does. So what would happen if you were able to go through that and go down into it and be with it and accept it, like you were saying, and become just this safe, safe place for what's happening inside of you? Beyond that, I want you to know is joy. All the way down beyond the sadness, beyond the anger, then there's sadness. I'm just sad. Okay, I'm just sad. Things aren't working out for me. I'm just sad this deal didn't happen. I'm just disappointed. Beyond the disappointment is peace. And then beyond peace is joy and bliss. But here's the reality. This is uh, for most people, but I do a lot of work with males. Why can't males show true joy? Because they can't, they're, they're not good with their anger. You can't selectively open up this zone. If you're going to open yourself to this zone, you open yourself to all of it. Hmm. So if you've closed yourself off to the anger, the frustration, or the depression, you've also closed yourself off to the joy. So why do we love our sports teams? They're an excuse to show this part of ourselves. Okay, That's why we love sports is because it's an excuse to get into this zone. Yeah, uh, man, I've, I've thrown some temper tantrums over sports, that's for sure. That's right. So it's it's a, it's an excuse to get emotional. But what if you gave yourself an excuse to get emotional? You wouldn't need to partner with a bunch of guys you don't even know and get upset over their performance, uh, especially dudes you have no association with. <laughs> yeah. Childhood memories, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the only time you remember your dad being emotional. <laughs> <laughs> And so driving down beyond that is joy. And then here's what we teach. We teach how you can live from that space, how you really can live from joy rather than maybe one day I'll be happy. And that's a big difference. One day I will be happy never comes. And it it puts producers, influencers, and high achievers on a treadmill that that just, man, you're never going to get off of. Yeah. Church hasn't fixed it. The doctors haven't fixed it. They kind of keep you in that same cycle, just modifying and moving behaviors around. Now you've mentioned uh, manic action. Are you using yeah. that as another phrase for hustle? Because I know that your your yeah your TED talk was uh, was it heart over hustle? Heart over hustle. Um, so is that just? I think hustle is kind of a trigger word for successful people. They feel like they're on the grind. They're hustling. You know, they're in that that culture. So. Um, it's the message of that, you know, I'm just paraphrasing was just taking care of yourself and not working yourself to the bone and grinding. And do you want to think about that? Think about that. I'm, I hustle myself every day. I'm hustling to do what to produce just even that language doesn't feel good. Does it like, would you want your kids to hustle? Like you get it, like to be a hustler, to be a manipulator, to be a, a finagler, to kind of get it on the side. I got to get it under the table, right? You can feel the lack of integrity in it. 
the hustle game is an outside-in game that's trying to fix something on the internal side. If I can just do more and produce more and make more shit happen and, and do, 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 maybe one day something will happen on the inside of me. Because okay? what's what's the hustle all about? we got to ask that, right? Yeah. What's it all about? Is it to build an empire? Okay, why do you want to build an empire? Yeah. Why do you want to create a massive real estate company? Why? Well, we'll keep asking why until we get to the root. root yeah. The root is, I just want to be happy. Or I just want to feel good. Or I want to, I want to connect to my brother. That may be it. It's just a way we feel connected. Like we want to connect deeper. Awesome. Let's just start connecting deeper and see what emerges from that. Like my belief is, you can start with the feeling now rather than hustling to trying to get the feeling. Like right. let's just start now with what you're really trying to get out of the game. That is, so, a, yeah, that's a, that's a huge takeaway right there. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's gold. That's a gold nugget. So, so let's ask you guys, I'll, I'll ask you guys right now, what do y'all want out of your business? Just, I mean, yeah. I mean, we just want that happiness, you know, I mean, we want to think you want happiness. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Both of you guys, y'all want to feel happy, right? Right. Okay. So you want happiness from the business to make you happy, right? So the business so is the business going to make you happy or what if we flip that? What if we started to build your business around what makes you happy? Yeah. Like, like literally everything came from what makes you happy. Oh, Brandon, I can't do that. That's selfish. Oh, Brandon, I can't do that because that's just not how the real world works. And, and, and oh, man, that's going to, you know, it's got to be a grind, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It can be like like you can start building your business from how you want to feel and what makes you happy. It just makes sense, right? And I think that's kind of, that, that's in a way, that's what we're doing. That is kind of what we're doing. Because, you know, uh, there's not many other realtors out there who do podcasts. There, We do a lot of videos as well, uh, you know, some goofy, some serious, but it, it's just what we enjoy doing, and that brings us happiness. In the meantime, you know, we're still building our, our real estate business, but we're doing it in a way that brings us happiness. So I'm, I'm going to be really honest right here. You wouldn't have come in contact with people come in contact with me when they are doing this to a measure, but they're now, now needing to be challenged to double down on it. Okay. That's what I've noticed that, that the trend, when people start to filter into my world, it's because they're ready to double down on this internal reality. that's kind of working. And it's like, man, can we really do this? And like, can it really work? And can we really go for it? And Oh man, because if we really double down on it, then we're going to be really different, right? Then we're really going to stand out. We already kind of stand out. Now we're really going to stand out. And can I take the energy that comes up from really standing out? I want you to hear that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an energy that happens inside of you. Remember what that is? Emotion, energy and emotion. That comes off and starts to go, oh, shit, we're really standing (laughs) out. And then that person said, we're just show-offs. Or that person says we're just all talk and no substance or what. And that really hurt my feelings. Mm. And now I don't know how to deal with that. So I'm just going to sit back and play it safe again and do what everybody says we need to do. And I'm going to grind and hustle. Mm. So what happens? You become depressed. Right? And it's like, oh, shit. Okay? Let me make these cold calls. Yeah, you're so right. right, I'll make the calls and I'll do what. Let me go door knocking. Say I need to do it. I'll be a good boy. 
Instead of, what if you had the ability to handle your emotions, to really deal, okay, we're going to keep elevating, we're going to double down on happiness, I'm going to keep building my business the way that it feels good to me, I know it's unknown, I know nobody else, there's not really a path for it, but I'm creating my own path, okay, people are saying stuff about me, oh, that hurts, I'm able to channel that energy to continue moving upward, 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 right, rather than it taking you down. Right. So that's the upward spiral that comes from you living inside out. Okay. Yeah. But the old way, the old way is what? Outside in. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day they'll make me happy, and if Brandon performs his little legs off for his dad just long enough and hits enough tennis balls, maybe my dad will finally say he loves me and that he's really proud of me and that he really values me, and maybe one day it'll be good enough for him. I'll be good enough for him to really connect with me. Yeah. But I had to make the decision, I got to give me what I wanted from my dad. I love that. I had to connect to me like I always wanted my dad to. You know what happened when I started to connect to me like I wanted my dad to? I created a bridge for my dad to connect to me in that way. Mm. I created a bridge for my world to start treating me that way and connecting to me at the way that I'm connecting to myself. So, so how did that work? How did you like, so can you elaborate on that a little bit? I can or what part with the bridge. my dad especially? Well, yeah, like how did how did you create that bridge for him? Like, what made him reach out to you more by you doing that by you showing yourself? Well, you got to think how you treat yourself is how others treat you. It's yeah. a it's an energetic law of the universe that very few people know or understand. It's called it's it's it's, it's a hermetic principle that the ancient Egyptians used, and it it, it is how you treat you. Jesus even said it, right? You can't, you, you, you can't love, you, you have to, you can't love another until you love yourself. Mm. Like there's this, you know, you can only love your neighbor as much as you love you. So the great masters have told us about this principle. Others will start to treat you how you treat yourself, mm. right? How you feel about you is how the world will feel about you. So if you feel that you're a hustler, other people will feel like you're a hustler. If you feel like you're a badass and you're awesome and you're great and you're kind and you're loving, your world will start to show up in that way. So what you give to you is what you will start to receive from the planet. And so it's just it's just a vibrational law that, that starts to happen. Is that, it, is that does that fall into the law of attraction? Is that it's does somewhat? Yeah, it's it's definitely based in some like attracts like, right? right? So if I'm connecting to myself, then my dad, if he wants to play with me, he's going to play in this way. He's no longer going to play as I'm going to motivate Brandon to perform for me so that I'll feel good about myself. He's now playing that in this field of vulnerability. Mm. And here's the biggest bridge. Here's the biggest bridge and the biggest life hack for people that are wanting to. Um, yeah, just have more connection and more fulfillment in their life. Become vulnerable with how you feel. Just become open. Become open with your world, with what's going on inside of me. It may just be like, what would happen, you know, Brian, if you showed up one day with Chris and you just looked at him and you said, hey, man, shit's confusing in here right now. Like, I'm not doing good. I don't feel good. And I'm not saying I'm sick. Like, like I've got the flu. I'm just... Stuff inside of me is not feeling great, and I feel confused. What would happen if you just said, "Hey, man, I need your help right now. Like, yeah. I need your help. I need, I need you. I need some help somewhere." Like, how that vulnerability—you can just see it, right? It yeah. does so much. It, it's like, of course, I'll help you. 
Of course. Man, talk to me. Yeah. It, it takes that, and what we call, there's the first layer that has to come off. It's the role that we've all played. So there is an eliminating of this role that we've played to protect ourselves. So y'all have a role. We all have roles that we play with each other. And they're roles that keep us protected emotionally. But it's armor. It's armor that's not working for us anymore. It's actually hurting us now. It's heavy. Yeah. We get older, the, the, the armor only gets heavier and heavier. So that you see older people, this is why they come, this is why they start to buckle. They mm. buckle under that emotional energy that they can't carry. That's why they become irrelevant. They become more set in their ways, right? Well, I'm going to sit set in my ways and set in my beliefs, and I'm not going to change, okay? How cool is it to see an older person to just continue to expand and expand and expand and to be open and be open? And it's very relevant, right? Right. So what would happen if you guys had that in your relationship or just in your business relationships? If you had a level of vulnerability around you can write this down, and this is for the audience. How am I feeling? What do I want? And what is my inspired action? Okay, if you can remember that. Hey, this is how I'm feeling. <sighs> you know, I'm feeling confused. Okay, well, let's feel into it. Let's take that 90 seconds to accept it and process it. Then let's ask ourselves, what do we want? Okay, what do you want? Well, I just want to—I just want to feel connected to my kids, or I just want to feel connected to my spouse, or I just want to be happy. Great. Okay, let's settle into that. Let's feel into that. I just want to be happy. Now, what's the inspired action? There's always an inspired action that comes from that process, rather than the old way. What manic action to cover all that up? To act like it's not there. Mm. Manic, manic, manic action. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Nothing. Everything's going. We're doing this. Boom, 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 boom. But we're not really getting much done. Then the inspired action, what we found in the inspired action, once you find it, it's probably going to offend conventional wisdom. It's going to offend the mind, right? It's going to step into a whole realm that we call quantum energy. And it's being proven by quantum science right now. This isn't woo-woo. This is science. That the heart energy is a thousand times greater electromagnetically than the brain. So you're stepping into an energy that's a thousand. It's exponential. So why get paid so much? And why I'm able to command what I command is because I produce a thousand times energy in my field with my clients. So it's not soft topics lead to very hard results, very hard results, the hardest. If you want to grow your business without more time and more responsibility, right? You hear that more time without more time and more response. That's why most people plateau. Mm. They have zero time to give and they don't want any more responsibility. So how do you grow that without more time and more responsibility? It's going here because there's an energy that's a thousand times greater than what you've been tapping into. Here's the problem. Our family structures told us that energy was wrong and bad. We grew up in family structures, most of us, that said those feelings, anger, frustration, sadness, depression, that's wrong. So to go there, you've got to bypass your conditioning, your mind your mental conditioning and mental protectionism to get to that space. And, and that's hard because you learn, man, giving my heart to my brother or allowing my wife to really see what's going on inside of me. That's wrong because mom and dad couldn't handle it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a home that we couldn't, we could perform together and we could, 
do some great external stuff together. But when it came to like feeling negative emotions, we weren't great at that together. Right. We weren't great at being an accepting, kind place for each other to really process how we really feel. Well, that goes for like you know the male stereotype. You know, the the male's not supposed to you know be in touch with the, with their feelings, and they're supposed to just keep their head down and not right. complain and just do what they do. So, you, you watch the greatest CEOs right now, and they're all talking the game. They're talking conceptually the game because they understand where the game is moving to. Is what it's emotional intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. The ones that are the most emotionally intelligent, they're the ones that are getting hired for the biggest jobs. Because they, they understand it's no longer a production game, it's a people game. Mm-hmm. Like automation, lab, we can do all that stuff now. And it's only going to happen even greater, right? With, with robotics and everything that's starting to happen with AI, it's only moving more into that realm. And now it's a people game. So if you want to be a master with people, you have to be a master with yourself. And the quadrant that produces self-awareness is the emotional piece. If you want to be self-aware, there's nothing more powerful than someone that's self-aware, right? You walk into the room, they know themselves, they're just like good with the shit that's in their life and the strengths, and they know their strengths, and they also know their weaknesses. You can't live in that space unless you're connected to the the emotional energy that's happening inside. We call it the heart. Mm. So is it... I'm yeah. sorry, is a good way to do that? Is meditation a good way to get inside that? Man, meditation's a wonderful way. If you, I mean, uh, being able to what? Just witness the mind. I want, I want everyone to hear this. You're not your mind. You're not your thoughts, your obsessive thoughts, all the 60,000 thoughts you have a day. That's not you. That's mm. your programming. Okay? I want you to hear that. So when you go meditate, right, what usually happens, you start to, all the thoughts start to go. And so the key in meditation is to witness the thoughts rather than become the thoughts. Witness See the it. thoughts. Man, oh, I've got a lot of thoughts going. Oh, there's some crazy-ass thoughts going on. <laughs> there's some good ones and there's some crazy ones and awesome. Those aren't me. Okay? And drive yourself deeper into what really is you. Oh, okay. Now, I'm, why most people don't meditate? Because beyond the thoughts, they have to feel. Mm. It drives them into, oh, uh, okay, I feel that energy that's going on. I feel what? Now I feel the boredom, right? right? Why are people bad about being with themselves when all the answers are in themselves? It's because they don't know what to do with the boredom that they feel. And the boredom is is the tip of the iceberg. It's uh, It's not the iceberg underwater that sunk the Titanic. So boredom always should point you to the deeper feeling that's beyond. Once you say, I'm bored, you need to know that there is a deeper feeling underneath the boredom. Okay. Well, it may just be I'm sad and you're afraid to feel sad. Okay. Or, I'm, man, I'm, I feel hopeless or whatever it is. But know underneath the boredom, I love it when my kids say, I'm bored. It's a beautiful thing because I know that if I won't bail them out, they'll have to feel the feelings that they've been bypassing. Mm. And they'll have to go there, not medicate themselves with technology, not medicate themselves. They'll have to feel and then they'll have to what? They'll have to process it and they'll get all kind of crazy and reckless. And if I if I hold a safe space for them, even for your wives or for your spouses, and there's nothing more attractive than someone, a male that can hold space for another woman in her in her that energy when she starts to get a little cray cray. <laughs> 
that she starts to get crazy, can you hold that space and go, I'm here, keep going, keep feeling. I'm not going to bail you out, but I'm here. I'm here for you. You know, your craziness doesn't take me under. I'm here. I'm safe. Man, if you want to get laid, that's how you get laid right there. I mean, there's nothing. Okay, can you repeat that? Start in your marriage than to create a safe space for her emotionally. Hmm. And right. think about you doing that for yourself and your children. And know this. So this was all on meditation, right? Right. Uh, getting into your heart, you may have to get into some sadness before you get into the peace. That's why most people don't meditate is because there are some feelings that, that will come up before they get to the bliss and to the Zen, right? Into the peace, into that peace that per- surpasses the mind. There'll be some other stuff that they have to wade through. And that's such a beautiful journey, such a beautiful journey. And my you journey is about, uh, you know, transitioning from fear and into love and then really learning to live a life in flow. And so, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. fellas. I know we have a 30-minute time limit. Oof. Thank you all like, for... Yeah. That was awesome, man. Uh, we don't have a time limit. We can keep going if you get, if you have a few more minutes. I, I, I was wondering if you would touch on, on your book really quick. Um, I'm calling BS Debunking Seven Myths of Modern Life. If you don't mind, just touch on that for a minute. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just certain things that we've heard, you know, Fake, we think fake news has just, just happened, you know, but it's fake news has been around a long time. It's fake news. <laughs> well, fake news. My grandpa my grandpa's been speaking fake news for a long time, right? Like money doesn't grow on trees or well, mm-hmm. actually it really comes from tree you know, it's paper, whatever. I mean, but it's like you know, there's certain things that we grew up hearing that we just think are law, but really it, it's just it's just not good information. Yeah. And so I go after that what those are. One of them is life is not about you. We, we were, we were told that as children. Well, if my life's not about me, who's it about? It's not about me. Who is it about? I was put in this, I I have this soul. I I was put in this body for some reason. So if it's not about me, who the hell is it about? Is it about all of them? (laughs) No, it is about me. Yeah. It's about being, getting good with me. And the more that I can get good with me is the more I can, be better for my family and the world. So life is about you. Okay. That's awesome, man. Um, all right. Well, let's take another minute. Just kind of uh, take us home, man. How can people get in touch with you and uh, the products and services that you provide? And um, what's the best way for people to, to get in touch with all your content and stuff? First of all, I want to say thank you to you guys. And um, like, thank you all so much. That was our You're pleasure. welcome, thank man. You. Yeah, thank and you. Every, every, every opportunity that I have to share my message I want you to know I, I, I don't take it lightly and for you guys to have me on means a lot and and also for you guys to be doing what you're doing stepping outside of the box following your heart I just want to applaud you guys and say how courageous that is to yeah to well, take that yeah, to do something that. different and I, I want you to know from from a one pioneer to another I really recognize that and Thank you for being so courageous. Well, thank I appreciate you. That. Appreciate it. Totally. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what emerges from you guys doubling down on your happiness. Right. And to see, uh, man, just the quantum exponential energy that will come from you guys doubling down. So thank you all. Thank you all for having me on. And, you know, you can get in touch with me, brandonhawk.com or theyoujourney.co or 
you know, all that stuff doesn't really matter to me as much as the connection that, that we've made today. So I want y'all to know that. Well, I appreciate well, it. Man. Thank you yeah, so much, good man. Stuff. Brandon, yeah. it was a pleasure having you. Can't wait to keep in touch with you. We'll see you next time. Yeah, gang. Talk to you soon. Uh, take it easy. Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.